Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the event, The Woman Caught in Adultery. This is found in the Gospel of John, and we're going to begin in chapter 7, verse 53, and read all the way to chapter 8, verse 11. Follow along with us. They went each to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. As they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away, one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No, Lord. Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. So this story, uh, it's only found in the Gospel of John. And in fact, it, we don't find it in the earlier manuscripts. Um, this section is not even included in them. But this story brings us this account of Jesus. And, and I've seen many pictures of him where Jesus is writing in the, the sand or the, the ground and people are standing around, which shows Jesus' compassion. Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus here is, you know, th this woman was caught in the act of adultery. She's sinned. She's guilty. I, I think so many times we're ready to throw people under the bus or kick them out of church because they make a mistake. But Jesus doesn't respond that way. Mm -hmm. How do we respond to those around us when they sin? We have the lesson uh, that Jesus Christ taught us here. In fact, uh, if we look at the context of this story, they brought this woman to test Jesus Christ. As we uh, studied in the previous episode, the leaders of the Jewish nation sent some uh, security officers to arrest Jesus Christ, and they are so amazed by his teachings, they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. They went back empty-handed. So it seems that those leaders sent others, uh, scribes and Pharisees, to catch Jesus Christ saying something inappropriate. Mm -hmm. So they tried to put him in an impossible solution. If Jesus Christ said, oh, um, you have to stone this woman, uh, they would have gone to the Roman governor and say, uh, this guy wants to be above you and condemn people to death when um, only the Romans were allowed to do that. Yeah. If he said no, um, they could have gone to the Roman leaders and said, this guy is against our law, against Moses. He wants to, to undermine our nation, to destroy us, to remove the sacred writings. So Jesus Christ really needed wisdom from above, and we can tap into that wisdom mm -hmm. how to solve similar situations today. 
So on one side, Jesus Christ expressed compassion for this woman because Jesus came to seek and save the lost, and this woman might have been one of those. On the other side, Jesus Christ had to uh, deal with those who brought the woman. So walking this very thin line, Jesus Christ, with a wi wisdom coming from above, found a solution. He bent down and started writing something on the ground. Can we have a hypothesis, uh, educated guess, or a theory? Because the Bible here doesn't tell us what Jesus mm -hmm. was writing on the ground, but can we infer um, or look at the text? And, and what do you think he was writing on the ground? So my idea is this. Uh, Jesus Christ didn't say anything. Bent down and started writing with his finger on the ground. Mm -hmm. And those guys didn't get it. So uh, verse uh, 7, they continue to ask him, hey, what do you say? What should they do? Uh, is Moses right? Uh, that is when Jesus stood and said, let him who is without sin among you, so he was yeah. talking to those people present there, yeah. be the first to throw a stone at her. And without saying other words, he bent down again and continue writing on the ground. And verse 9 for me is the key. When they heard it, so it seems that the message written on the ground is the same with the message spoken by Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Jesus talks about their sin. Yeah. He who has no sin among you. So when they were looking at the writing on the ground, and when they heard the word of Jesus Christ that hit them later, right? There is always a delay in processing. That is when they left one by one, beginning with the older one. Yeah. And I was wondering why the older starting first. Were they wiser? Or because they lived longer, they had more sins written there on the ground. Yeah. So this is how I connected what Jesus says, if you have no sin, be the first to throw the stone. And it seems that the writing is somehow about their sins. Yeah, and, and I would that would be my educated guess, um, that this is about their sins. Maybe it could be as generic as the Ten Commandments, um, where Jesus is writing the Ten Commandments, and they see in that, oh, that's my sin, mm -hmm. and that's my sin, but but they're seeing their sins, and they're walking away. What's interesting is, Jesus says, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. There was one among the group without sin mm -hmm. who could have thrown the first stone. Yes, um, and, and that was Jesus Christ. And that was Jesus Christ. Jesus could have picked up a stone, thrown the first stone, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. um, and I think many times we have this image of God, uh, sinners in the hands of an angry God, mm. ready to pronounce judgment, ready to um, cast us out, ready to do harm to us or uh, take away from us or cast us into hell. We have this view of God, but that's not a view I get when I read the Gospels. That's not mm -hmm. a view I get when I see Jesus. I see Jesus, again, we saw this previously, where he has a right to mm -hmm. do something, mm -hmm. 
but for the sake of the sinner, mm-hmm. he does not. And that's and, grace. And I really like how the, the story ends. It says, uh, go, and from now on, see no more. Mm-hmm. I see the same Jesus who was looking at that um, paralytic lower through the roof and looking at him saying, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Uh, I see that uh, this is the same attitude to this woman. I'll take care of your past. Just make this decision by the power that comes from above that from now on you will see no more. Yeah. And the Lord will not look uh, primarily at the outcome of that decision as much as the decision itself, that we really want to see no more and we can are ready to use all the resources of heaven, the power of the Holy Spirit to to implement that decision. We might stumble, we might fall, but the intention what is very important for Jesus Christ. Yeah. There are different types of sins mm-hmm. in that the Bible describes. In the New Testament, you have parabasis, you have harmartia, you know, the, the, there's the outright rebellion against God, there's the sin of ignorance that mm-hmm. you don't even know you're committing sin, mm-hmm. there's a missing the mark. This sin, I would infer from the, the this encounter, is the outright rebellion. Uh, that is that's the one that we have the most power over. Uh, the outright rebellion against God. Uh, you know, the sin of ignorance. We don't even know we're committing a sin. We we have no knowledge of it, and God does not hold us to account for that. Uh, there is an exception for that. Yeah, is when people on purpose want to remain ignorant. And I met this kind of people. In fact, I grew up in my village. I had some people who told my, my mom, don't tell me more about the gospel because I want to remain ignorant so I'll not be judged and, by God. And I wouldn't put that as a sin of ignorance. Yeah. I would put that as the parabasis, the outright rebellion against God exactly. because you're saying, I want to remain ignorant. So eventually, any form of sin that is repeated and intentional yes. can be a form of rebellion against God. I- exactly, and this rebellion against God is what separates us from God. And, mm-hmm. and I found in my life, this is the easiest sin to overcome mm-hmm. because when I call on the name of Jesus Christ, when I say, Jesus, help me, I'm going down the wrong track, I- I'm, mm-hmm. I'm struggling here, save me from myself, I can't remember any time in my life where I've followed through and, and and decided I want to rebel against God. I want to continue in that mm-hmm. sin. I've, I've, he's always given me the strength. Um, but you know, the accidental sin where, hey, I was trying to do something right, I was trying to do something, but I messed up and did something wrong, or the sin mm-hmm. of ignorance, those, those I have less control over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when Jesus says, go and sin no more, we can go away and, and we never have to openly rebel against God. I really like the statement of Jesus Christ. Is it is uh, summarizing who He is? It is summarizing the good news, the gospel. Go and sin no more. These are the moments when, uh, if I am uh, under a uh, big load of guilt that is crushing me, and Satan is adding shame on top of that. That is when I would like to hear this voice, go and sin no more. Yeah, and it gives that freedom and that mm-hmm. guilt that, that I don't have to sin anymore. So what does this passage tell us about God? God always provides a better way. 
these guys try to trap Jesus Christ and they uh, envision a scenario. It's either or, right? Uh, they put in a situation when Jesus should have chosen one or another answer, but they forgot that God has always extra ways to solve that problem. And uh, of course, they're surprised. They're so much surprised because they have seen their own sins written on the ground. I, I, I like God because when you feel that there is no way out, he might have another thousand ways out. And that is when we need to connect with him. That is when you have to hear his voice because God always provides. He has led us so far and he will continue to lead our ways. And there are always better ways to solve a problem. So we can go forth and, and sin uh, no more. We, we can attempt to be like Jesus. Let us have a word of prayer. Father God, it is our desire to offer grace as Jesus has offered here Amen. to those around us. It is our desire to sin no more, whether it's the outright rebellion, whether it's accidental, whether it's missing the mark, or whether it's a sin of ignorance. I pray that we'll be students of your word so that we know areas in our life where we have been doing what you desire us not to do, and that we can surrender it to you, and that we can live a life that honors and uplifts those around us. So go with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.